All right, this is us at the PI Pod, and here we have the one and only K teacher from second grade. Uh, K, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Okay, so K, why don't we start out with a little bit about yourself?、Um, why don't you tell us how long you've been at PI and、uh, what your time at PI has been like? Wow, I guess I've been at PI for a long time, maybe on and off for five years, and I've taught anywhere between second grade and seventh grade, so my career has been fairly full. And Some people don't didn't know this, but you used to teach different grades at PI. What grades were those?、Uh, second, sixth, and seventh.、Uh, so right now I teach second grade. The first year I ever taught was sixth grade, and then I taught for two more years in junior high. So tell us a little bit about that. What was it like teaching middle school students? Because you, you used to have some really smart kids. What was it like teaching kids that were pretty much the older, oldest kids at PI? What was that like? You know, it was really interesting because we weren't so different in age, and so <laughs> looking at them eye to eye and trying to command respect—that was interesting. But one thing that I realized about junior high and what I love about them is that they're live wires. They are completely vulnerable, but that's why they have to put on this tough exterior of "I hate life" and "I hate you." But inside, all they really want is to be accepted and loved. Now you've mentioned before that it takes energy to teach middle school and second grade. Tell us a little bit about that because those age gaps are real. Like, what is it like teaching those two different grades? Well, the energy expended. If I'm going to say the、um, the volume of energy that is expended throughout the day is about the same because seventh graders have such low energy that you have to come in. Like a crazy person, in order to bring up the level of their energy just a little bit. So every class was a show, like vaudeville. And、um, with second grade, it's the same amount of energy, but the expending of where you're expending it's different. Because with second grade, you are controlling the crazy amount of energy that's within each kid while trying to educate them at the same time. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, the age gaps are like five to six years sometimes, so that's pretty cool. But now, since we're on second grade, what was it like to develop the second grade curriculum? Because when you see second grade right now, it's actually pretty amazing. Some of these kids are doing real well; they're learning some high level stuff. But at the time, it, there was no second grade. What was it like developing that curriculum in the beginning? Um, I've developed junior high curriculum. I've developed sixth grade curriculum. Second grade curriculum was by far the toughest because you have to take the same level of understanding and then chew it down to <laughs> this really digestible pulp that is spoon feedable to little kids. So, how do you teach them essays? How do you teach them debate? When they can barely formulate sentences, that's been the biggest thing. Simplifying everything. Because some of these kids are super fluent.、Uh, a lot of them came directly from America, and now they're in Korea. But just because they're fluent doesn't mean they're geniuses, right? Like they still have to teach.、Uh, you still have to teach them. What is the trickiest part so far? The trickiest part, I guess, just as a teacher in general, but for second grade especially, is to take something that's very tedious and make it fun. Because you have to trick them into wanting to learn, they're not at the age where they're disciplined enough to just grind. So, if you want them to debate, 
you have to make them love to me. Or if you want them to write, they have to be like, yay, writing time. But how do you get that kid to be super excited about making a paragraph, you know? I, I can't imagine even trying it. Those kids are so young. But when I see them and when they're speaking, they're, they seem like they know what they're doing. Um, you can't just make a third grade program easier. So how's it going so far? I think, um, I don't know. I talk to my co-teacher about this all the time. And I feel like we did a really good job this year. However, the thing that I really would want to do is to simplify even more. Because um, the kids can get where you want them to be if you demand more out of them. But they're still kids, so we want to learn how to figure. We just want to figure out how to make it more joyful. Not that our kids aren't happy, but how can we make it even more fun? Yeah, so we can talk about this a little earlier. But so you, this is where teaching gets very difficult because we have a lot of classes, we have a lot of students, and you struck a better balance than I have with managing your students, but also having a fun environment. What's your approach when you go into a classroom? I mean, what's your mindset as a teacher to balance those two things out? Because it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, I guess everyone kind of has to have their own personal mission statement. So I have a mission statement for myself as a teacher, and I have a mission statement for the grade that I'm teaching for the year. And my personal mission statement is to make sure my kids are happy because Techidong is not a very happy place. Kids don't tend to be happy. So at the end of the day, if all of my activities and the lessons leave the kids happy, then I have reached my goal, regardless of whether they mastered that paragraph or not. Um, but on the other hand, I still have to balance that out with being an educator and having goals of where they need to be. Unfortunately, it's not that difficult in second grade because they're, they come in with so little that you can teach them a lot. Okay, and the kids respond pretty well so far. Yeah, and, and I, I feel a little bad because they responded so well. I wonder <laughs> if we had enough fun. Mm. Yeah, so what about when they just pure behavior? Because at the end of the day, they're very smart, but what about just their responses in the classroom? Do they get too wild sometimes? How's that? Do you know what? Uh, we've established a system from the get-go that has maintained class atmosphere fairly well. We had no behavioral problems, mostly because we don't have rules. And with little kids like that, you have to work on character building. And so if you give them a basic rule of what not to do, that doesn't necessarily build their character. So instead of rules, we have what we call boundaries. So our three boundaries are be respectful, be kind, and believe and those things apply to themselves to the teacher and to their peers the reason why this works so well is because it's tied in with the point system so our class points literally equals money my our kids earn money one point equals 101 and for every excellent thing they do they'll get 101 which pulls into a class party um, but that takes away the competitive element because the kids aren't competing with each other. They're helping each other out to get this party. Now, the be respectful, be kind, believe rule comes into play here because you may earn 100 won by doing something great, but you will lose 1,000 won if you break a boundary. And so 
the kids wonder why. Why are those things so important? And I tell them it's more important to be a good person than to get a good grade, and they really embrace it. Oh man, I'm loving this. All the all the teachers in Korea should be listening to this. I, I really like that system, and the kids understand these rules pretty naturally, right? Yeah, and the thing about it is, the rules are so broad that it can be applied to just about anything, and that's when they start to um, embrace the ideas themselves about what they think respectful or kind or believing is. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good. I think the idea of having no rules but boundaries is uh, is really really important for me. I kind of look at it as sometimes I tell the kids. I'm never going to get angry at you for zero reason, right? There's always going to be a reason if I get angry. And if I respond badly or I seem very angry about it, there's a reason for it. But at the same time, I create an environment of creativity, right? I'm telling them to push boundaries, like think beyond what you have. So I think the kids want to have a good time and think outside of the box. But for me, I'm also wanting to manage the kids because the kids, especially as they get older, they'll step all over you if you don't have any rules or boundaries, like you said. So I think that's really interesting. So you brought up an interesting point earlier. How do you bring out the best in your students? Because your kids, I saw some of their essays because these are third graders now. Some of them were here earlier. What was it like to just train these kids? Because you were there from the beginning. What was that like? Um, Each kid is really special. And the thing about it is I think everyone hopes and believes they want to believe that they're special. Now, if you tell them that they are and allow them to express their specialness, then they'll do pretty much anything for you. So, for example, I have a kid who, um, when he's debating or speaking, the kid is just deadpan. He has no inflections, but that's his personality. And so instead of forcing him to fit into another mold, I say, do you know what? Use that to your advantage. You're hilarious. The best comics are deadpan. So now it's not about how you say something. It's about the pauses, the delivery, and what you're saying. And they really, really, uh, I think, are thankful to be able to work around their own personal qualities. Okay, and what about the students that uh, just aren't into it? Because I have a lot of those kids as well, especially like new kids who are a little, little bit later in the year. What's it like when you have a student that has no clue? I mean, they're fluent, they're smart, but it's just that the system is outside of their understanding. Do you ever, ever have problems like that? Well, I guess it depends on what you're asking for. So if the kid has no clue or if they're just not into it. Uh, with I'll address both, but for the kids that are not into it, When a kid says, teacher, I'm bored, it's really easy to think that that's a behavioral problem. But the first thing that I do is ask myself, oh my God, is it boring? (laughs) Because if it's boring, then I can probably tweak something, figure something out. And then the next class, if that kid is a little bit more engaged, then I've done my job as a teacher. I can't blame the kids. Um, For the kids that are completely clueless, some kids really just are slower learners then I drop the bar. So if everybody else is pounding out a five-paragraph essay, that kid, if he does a good introduction, then he gets rewarded too. Yeah, and I think that takes a lot of awareness as a teacher. Like, you've been teaching for a while, I've been teaching for a while, but, yeah, it takes, like, a certain level of intuition to be like, wow, you know, I got to adjust so this kid gets it. But 
Now, what about advice to any new teachers? Because I'm sure randomly someone's going to hear about this and they're going to be like, wow, you know, I'm hearing some good stuff. Advice for someone new or coming in? Because we're always looking for good talent. Like, what do you think? What would you say to them? I would say it's about time management, but not in the way that they think. Um, put in most of your energies into things that are super important. And I think activities are important. Creativity is important. Creating a fun class atmosphere based on whatever your lessons are is important. Um, grading the tests, you know, that kind of stuff. You can you can pound it out. You can find strategies for getting things done like that rel- relatively quickly. But don't get inundated with that. Be more focused on making your class better. Mm-hmm. That's really sound advice. So I think we had a pretty solid interview, but. I'm going to spring something on K-Teacher. She is not prepared for this whatsoever. We have one minute to answer six very deep questions, and we're going to talk a little bit about PI. So, without further ado, K-Teacher, who is the best dancer among the PI teachers right now? Henry Teacher. Henry Teacher will dance with anything, even moving cars. What grade does Henry Teacher teach? He teaches sixth grade. Okay, okay. Now... Be honest here. I want you to be 1 million percent honest. How many times have you eaten fried chicken in the last year? Oh, dear God. Uh, do you know what? Maybe once a week. Once a week. Once a week. So is that like 50 times? Like I guess so. Maybe. All right. All right. What is your favorite color for socks? Go. Gray. I love gray. Even if they get dirty, they don't really look that dirty. Oh, I see. I see. I like, I like gray. Would you rather dance in the rain or would you rather sing in the rain with a lot of people around you? I would rather sing in the rain. Why? Because if there are a lot of people, then they'd be loud and they won't hear me anyway. Your perfect sandwich would have what ingredients? It would have really good cheese. Just really, oh, and good mustard. That's it. Good mustard. Oh, I like that. All right. All right. Two more. Who would win in a shouting match among the teachers in PI? You have to shout for 30 minutes straight, random things, no curse words. Who would give up first? Or who would win? Who would win? Who would win? I think I would win. <laughs> Even if Roy's louder, I can probably yell a stream of things for longer. Okay. And who would give up first? I think maybe Ray teacher would give up first. <laughs> I think grand finals would be between you and Roy for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. And this is the last one. If PI, inside the PI building, we had a, a battle royale, Hunger Games style, and you could use anything in the Hagwon, who would survive? Go. And you can't, you can't pick yourself. Uh, I'm going to say that it's a toss-up between Henry and Ray. Um, Henry just because he's willing to be ruthless. Oh. And Ray because he's into tact and strategy. <laughs> I am, I am. That is very, very true. All right. Thank you very much, K-Teacher. We uh, really enjoyed your responses and I hope you had a good time.